Hey, this is Corey from Trivium, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, Corey, thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of this no crazy, problem. crazy time to actually <laughs> um, sit with me today. You know, first off, did you even know Zoom even existed before all this? <laughs> uh, actually, I did not. Um, I've never been a, uh, it's like I, I've had iPhones for years, but I've yeah. never actually FaceTimed anybody. Like, I just never, I don't even really call anybody on the phone. I'm mostly just like a texter. Cause I'm right. always like, just like, yeah, it's easier to like multitask. If you're doing something, you can still hold a conversation without having to put down what you're doing. So, uh, like the whole thing when like we were doing some, uh, some video thing for like a streaming thing, uh, to promote the record and the video. And we were, did like this Q and a with our director who's uh, been doing our music videos and they're like, Oh yeah, here's the zoom thing to log into. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I'm like someone's got to have to <laughs> give me some info <laughs> on, uh, I'm like what what do I do and, and and everything but uh I've got the hang of it done a couple you know this is probably like my my second zoom interview but I, I you know it's probably my third time using this thing overall so uh, it's definitely a new thing for me but it's uh definitely seems to be coming in handy for a lot of people you know I got a buddy of mine that I grew up with he's a school teacher so uh you know he's filled me in on having to video conference students from home and stuff and you know how much of a pain in the ass it can be um, but uh but it's definitely helping people still be able to kind of be productive and, and work, you know, for people that are, have the uh, opportunity to be able to, you know, work from home and, and use the video chat as a, uh, you know, a, a tool to, uh, you know, keep things moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we're making history here doing all these Zoom interviews. We, I actually, one of my last guests was actually one of your buddies over at Fit for an Autopsy. So I interviewed, I interviewed, oh, nice. I, I interviewed Pat and I asked him. Uh, we set everything up. I was like, hey, uh, can you do Zoom? And he goes, what the fuck is Zoom? <laughs> so so we went back to doing Skype and he's like, sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, it's better just to be old fashioned. So it's, so everyone's still like learning the whole process. But, uh, you know, during all this, you know, how have you been? I know it's a big week for you guys. Um, how have been things for you and your family and your bandmates? And how long have you guys been on lockdown? Um, everyone's good. You know, everyone's, you know, home, healthy, safe. Um, everyone's families, you know, is doing well. Paul actually has, you know, his, you know, got side of the, he's got his, you know, dad's side of the family is all like in Northern Italy and stuff. So they were going through the, the crazy right. storm of uh, all that stuff that everyone's, you know, heard about. Um, but for us, um, you know, luckily most of us, when we're off tour, you know, we're all pretty much homebodies. Like, so I really haven't had to change much of my daily routine. Cause I would normally just stay home and, do stuff around the house because we're normally used to being gone a lot. So when we're home, yeah. we just kind of enjoy being at home. Um, so that's all, you know, easy. Um, so nothing really crazy. It's just kind of sucks sometimes when you just want to like, Hey, I wish there was a concert to go to and get out of the house and socialize with friends and stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, so we've been, we've been handling it pretty well. We were just really looking forward to the upcoming tours and stuff. And now everything's just kind of up in the air with, you know, when it's safe to, you know, get people back together to be able to put on live entertainment and stuff. So um, that was the thing that, you know, probably the most affected us is promoting the record because, you know, we had to do everything over the phone or the internet. And, uh, and now it's also a lot of, you know, record stores or just a lot of places or businesses are shut down, which includes, you know, places people could go to pick up the record. So they're kind of, relying a lot more on people pre-ordering the record from our web store or over the internet to be able to get the record, you know, shipped to their door instead of going out to stores, which is still a, with metal, it's like, you know, physical product is still a big, big portion of your sales. So um, we're kind of having to like maneuver around trying to figure out how we can still keep up, you know, sales and, you know, with, with everything shut down. So, you know, there's probably going to be a dip, than what we probably normally would have sold the first week it comes out. But uh, hopefully that just means when 
you know, record stores and <clears throat> everything kind of goes back to normal. Like, you know, we'll get a, you know, a later resurgence in, uh, in people being able to pick it up. And, but luckily we have, you know, Spotify, Apple music and all those different streaming services that when the record comes out, people won't, you know, we'll still have a way to, in some form to uh, enjoy and listen to the record. So we weren't too, uh, too worried about, you know, having to, to delay or postpone the release of the record. Cause you know, streaming can, can carry a lot of the weight that, uh, you know, physical sales not being able to be shipped because it's a non-essential item, according to a lot of people. Um, so uh, we're just kind of like, yep, just, you know, just stream it and enjoy it. And, you know, hopefully it entertains you through the, you know, the, the crisis going around. And, you know, we were kind of like, you know, put, you know, CDs, sales figures to the side and we're just like, people need entertainment and content. So we had this record and there was no, no way we were going to, you know, tease people with singles and music videos and then uh and then just say sorry it's you know coming out later when everyone is getting all excited to you know to be able to listen to the whole thing so uh we were happy to just let it ride <laughs> yeah it's definitely not something you plan for i mean you know it's a pandemic of all things and there's so many other protocols that you know businesses bands you know artists are can follow but for a pandemic you know it's like it's not something you prepare for and and I actually did pre-order your album when it was first, you know, when oh, it was first uh, announced, and I, I think it's it's gonna it's gonna be up there. I I can't wait to hear the final product of all this. Now, you know, I, I know you're talking about being stuck at home, like all of us are. You know, how are you keeping up with your guitar chops? You know, do you live in a place where you can, you know, crank up and play? You know, is it is it like yeah, something I'm, you can do? I well, luckily, uh, you know, I'm a pretty uh, pretty big gearhead. With, you have like uh, over, over you have over like over seventy guitars, right? Or is it higher than that now? Uh it's probably higher than that. But uh, oh man, <laughs> but uh, save like all the stuff. You know, usually most of the gear I've used at some point in our career, so it's got a very like you know sentimental value to it. Even if yeah. I don't play it, if it's just in the closet, it's like I know it's there. Um, <laughs> but I have like a bunch of cabs and and heads and stuff. Like basically, like my house is just like a gear storage because it's like I use like most of my gear is like kind of semi home decor it's like used as like furniture in a way um but uh, i have lots of gear i can i can crank up pretty loud without you know anyone the, the complaining crazy, but yeah. i luckily uh, like with gear there's like technology where i can play like a you know 120 watt tube head into my computer without you know and being able to control the volume so um definitely helps with home recording and not blowing your ears out that you have to you know you can crank the amp yeah. up to where it sounds good but you can also control the volume so you can do everything at a manageable volume without having to crank speakers and all that stuff. So uh, luckily with technology, it's uh, can still keep up and write and do all the stuff that, uh, that I need and want to do um, without uh, just driving everyone that lives in my neighborhood nuts. <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to follow up on that before we uh, get to what the dead men say. So, one thing that I've seen, I'm sure you've already seen it. We're already past a month in quarantine. Uh, some of these, some of these bands are doing are doing gigs like streaming live gigs in empty venues. You know, bands like Code Orange, Insomnium. I'm sure there's a lot more bands on that list. As as a musician who's been at this for over 20 years, such as yourself, do you think do you think the quarantine induced live streaming surge is going to affect, you know, the touring musician business going forward? Um, I think a lot of people are doing it just out of necessity, you know, cause a lot yeah. of people are like, Matt's been doing Twitch for like three years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he does his thing on his own, but we also, when we're on tour, we've streamed like every concert for like the last couple of years on Twitch. And uh, so we have know, a whole catalog uh, Dream of Hack. shows. Dream, DreamHack was also streamed, I believe, last year. Yeah. You guys were in Dallas. Yeah, so we, we have a whole catalog um, of shows from all over the world that you can watch. Um, so luckily, we kind of been doing that without having a, a pandemic to kind of force us to do that. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Matt's still doing his Twitch thing every day. And he's definitely said since there's no touring and, and stuff shut down that he's seen a, a surge in people tuning into his thing every day. And he's also become um, Twitch's like music ambassador on the platform. So he's been getting a lot of other bands and individual musicians and stuff that he's been coaching and kind of teaching them how to set up their own Twitch channel and stuff. So he's been kind of like the, the go-to guy to kind of help 
people that want to get on the platform um, to kind of get, kind of help them get their, uh, their feet wet and kind of like show them the ropes of how to, how to do it properly and yeah. efficiently and stuff. So um, he's been busy. He, he kept saying the other day that uh, when everyone's saying like, Oh, you're stuck in quarantine. He's like, I'm busier now than I've been in a long time with just like all the extra stuff he's kind of taken on. So yeah. um, he's been doing that. And, you know, we kind of, even before, um, everything started shutting down and all this, the stuff started happening. We, we weren't touring or supposed to start touring till what was the end of June and the record comes out, you know, this week and we didn't have any shows. Usually we're on tour when the record comes out, but this time we weren't going to be. So, uh, we had all these plans about, uh, getting together and doing like some special Twitch performances on the day the record came out and, and all this kind of other stuff. And, um, we were, you know, the place we recorded it at full sale, we were kind of, were talking with them uh, doing this big multimedia kind of live performance thing. Um, but obviously, you know, the band all living in, you know, half the band living out of state of Florida, it kind of, kind of put a, a kind of kibosh on, uh, our plans of, of getting together to do a bunch of stuff. So we've kind of had to, I guess, um, kind of rearrange our, our ideas and come up with some stuff that we could, we could pull off with, you know, doing a lot of stuff with like zoom chats and interactive Q and A's with fans and stuff on, on different platforms. So we're kind of had to retool our release week schedule, but, uh, we have some stuff that for later on when, uh, when we're able to get together and, and rehearse and stuff of setting up some cameras in a rehearsal room and doing some special kind of performances of playing new songs and also, uh, awesome playing some old trivium songs that probably people, you know, stuff that we don't even play live ever. So, uh, you might be play some dust off some, uh, some of the, uh, deep cuts from the, the old records that you would normally yeah. see us play live. Bring out the covers. <laughs> yeah. Do some covers yeah. or something like that stuff. Yeah. That's not on record that we've, we've done. So, so we're trying to think of some cool ways that, uh, if we can't tour for a while, then there's still ways that the, you know, fans can, uh, you know, at least get a taste in the, the experience of, uh, of seeing us perform together and, and doing some fun stuff that, uh, that we think our fans would really enjoy. So, um, that'll come later on when, uh, you know, we, we can safely fly from different parts of the country down here. So, uh, until then we'll, you know, yeah, not really too much. If you want to see some performed, you're probably going to, you're going to go see Matt. You know, he's, he's always, you what know, about you? Are you going to, are you going to, are you going are you gonna to join in and do some Twitch also as well? Probably not. I didn't know what Zoom was before all this happened, so I'm, I don't know if I'll be uh, technically savvy for the uh, the Twitch thing. But uh, um, yeah, there's definitely some stuff, you know, like just even, uh, you know, because we all use like, you know, Instagram, social media, Twitter and stuff like that, that, you know, we can post little clips or videos, you know, when the record comes out. I was thinking about doing some just like, you know, 15, 20 seconds, just like playing the guitar solo yeah. from some songs or playing some riffs or whatever, just to just for the content purposes of just people just like enjoying the videos and not really, you know, doing anything for like any kind of like, you know, trying to like, I need a Twitch channel to try to try to make money. It's just more of just like a fun, entertaining kind of simple, simple way to, you know, just, just kind of give intera interact people something and people. Yeah. Just give, so. you know, people always like when there's just like little guitar videos or something, just be able to watch someone play and, you know, people, you know, I get sucked into followers that I watch that are guitar players I really like. And if they post a video of them playing a, a solo or something like that, you're like, I'll watch that about three or four times and then, uh, <laughs> then enjoy it. So um, we're just, you know, I think everyone in the music world, since there's no touring, they're just trying to find a way to entertain and do, you know, you know, used to playing shows and touring and stuff and kind of take away the performing side of things. I think people are just like wanting to, have a, have a, a way to just perform for people and entertain people and engage with fans and just kind of at least if you can't be on stage and engaging with uh, your, your audience, then uh, this is kind of like the only way as an entertainer, you can really keep, keep any kind of, I guess, form of that going through, through lockdown. So there's been a, I've just seen tons of people, you know, jamming and uh, doing special performances. I've seen people from different bands kind of collaborating on covers and stuff like that. So right. everyone's just trying to you know do what they can to entertain and, and kind of keep, keep yourself out there instead of being like, Oh, I went on lockdown and like, now you need like a behind the music of what happened to that band. You know, you don't <laughs> you know bands are still able to stay visible and, and, uh, and do what they do uh, without, uh, I guess having to go anywhere. 
So I feel like all these bands, like just in this time of age, are gonna. It's like a, it's like a documentary that's gonna be out on each band, like during the pandemic. So here's here's what here's what Azalea Dying did. Here's what Trivium did. Here's what Lamb of God did. You know, it's like yeah, the uh, we we've actually uh, talked amongst ourselves just about like you know depending on because basically like you know, sports and, and any kind of large gathering, which is music, sports, like everything just went like, it was like there. And then all of a sudden I remember way back, like I was watching, cause I do like when I'm at home or just not really at home, but during sports seasons, you know, every day I would have NBA games just playing every night, you know, throughout right. the season. Cause I also like, I'm a, I'm a big uh, DraftKings fantasy better okay. guy okay. so i always had the games on and i remember i still have a a, a, a screenshot of my uh i called it my uh pandemic DraftKings lineup because it was the last <laughs> last one i made and half the players got x'd out of it because the game got everything got canceled once the uh the jazz players yeah. they, they got they got sick and all of a sudden i was like i had the game on and i'm like and i saw on my phone it was like Oklahoma City versus I think it was like the Clippers or something. I think, like, it was, I think it was OKC this, and, and Utah. I think it was that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though, I think the, the Clippers were like the 10-30 game or something. But yeah, um, but yeah it was just like game postponed. And I was like, oh, I wonder what happened. Usually it's something to do with like, oh, the roof's leaking or something. And I was like, what's going on? And then they're like, oh, yeah. coronavirus, you know, possibly everyone's tested. And then all of a sudden it was like within hours it was like season's postpone you're like yeah, what it the was, fuck just happened it, like it was, it was like it was like literally like in yeah yeah it was like literally like someone snapped their fingers and you're like what the hell just happened like sports are gone like what the hell's going on and then all of a sudden it was just like every live tour or everything was canceled so it's it just kind of like the whole industry just went on shutdown and like right away and uh we've just talked about we're just like man it's like you know with how long the potential before anyone can start touring like just like we're like man by the time we come out of this like i wonder how many bands are just going to be gone like just bands that you know rely so much on touring. like smaller bands that rely so much on touring and the merch sales and everything like that like and then the fact that if a band can't tour and then there's all these businesses shut down so it's like like i wonder we were just like man it's like i wonder when everything's kind of back to where we're capable of touring like how many bands just like really couldn't survive because they had no income that they just kind of go defunct or break up just because of financial, you know, the financial straits of uh, not being able to tour. And you know, it's just like, yeah, that's a, is quite, you know, a real possibility that there could be a lot of bands that just say, just kind of throw in the towel just because of just not being able to tour for like possibly like a whole year or more. Yeah. You know, cause it's right now, right now it's like, no one knows when you're just hopeful. Like, well, we could reschedule it for like six months later, but you don't know, like with, you know, cause you rely on people, you know, to buy tickets. And if people are more worried about, you know, paying for their bills and covering this or that, that the, you know, excess kind of fun spending on bonus stuff, like going to the movies or going to uh shut that off, um, going to movies or concerts. It's kind of like, that's not like, your top priority when you're trying to just get back on your feet. So it's like, even if things get back to normal, it's like, you know, is, go, is the, the tour business still going to be as profitable it was as it was. And just seeing how many like big, huge, like, you know, 60, 70,000 people music festivals in Europe are all canceled. Um, so oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely right. gonna, you know, be an interesting kind of see how everything kind of rebounds because it's definitely uh affecting the whole world it's not just like one particular territory where you can be like oh we can just stay out of that market for a little bit while it kind of gets back on its feet it's like everywhere is getting affected so it's it's definitely going to be uh it's a, you know, it's interesting a concerning, it's a concerning thing to look into because you know like the prognosis like you said six months right but now it's not it's even looking even longer than that and you know yeah it's uh, like you never know because you know like a lot of places like with our, you know, upcoming tours and stuff, it's like certain countries or states, like everyone's kind of like doing different protocols of when they're possibly going to allow people to get back together. And uh, in certain countries and the, the travel restrictions with if you're, you know, because we were supposed to go to Asia in April, like right before it started kicking off over here. And we just kind of saw the writing on the wall with 
it's going to get worse before it gets better. And it's like, you know, I don't want to be, we didn't want to be stuck, Yeah. you know, in, in Asia where it's like the hotbed going to like, you know, Thailand and Singapore and all this stuff. And we're supposed to play a show with Testament and, you know, some of those guys got sick when they're on yeah. tour in Europe. And uh, so it's like, you know, we kind of were just like, well, it's, we'll just, you know, we can always go back at some point later on. You know, there's no, there's no point, you know, risking putting yourself in, you know, harm's way of something that people really have still trying to grasp their head of like, just, you know, you know, the whole disease and, and, you know, trying to find a way to get some kind of, you know, how to treat it and, uh, and get a vaccination. Cause you know, it's just such a, you know, you see all the cases and it's just like, man, it's just like all over the board of just right. like who gets affected the worst or like some people don't get affected at all. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's just wild right now that, you know, we're just kind of bracing ourselves at like, maybe we don't even tour on this album. You know, it's like, it's real possibility that we might not, you know, be able to play a show in the next year or year and a half, you know, it's, or you never know. It could, someone could, you know, figure something out and, you know, kind of, clears up in six months. You never know. It's just kind of, you know, yeah. I think everyone's just in like this kind of wait and see and play it by ear mode where you just have to kind of just hopefully, you know, follow the, follow the advice of uh, people that, you know, or know what they're talking about. And, you know, that's why we've just been, you know, staying at home and just kind of doing what we can over, over the internet, which yeah. um, is basically all you have at your disposal right now. So, uh, it's definitely weird, you know, you know, having a new record and then you just kind of really like never put out a record and just sat at home. So it's, it's definitely a oh, different yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, how are we doing on time, by the way? Oh, we're fine. Okay. Okay. So, um, man, there's just so much I want to follow up on that based on, based on what you said. Uh, cause you know, Lamb of God yesterday, they just announced their postponement of their release for their self-titled. So I don't, I don't know how that's affecting you guys. You guys are looking around or you seeing what bands are, doing this and that should we stay with our release should we just say anything should we you know yeah i think i think every band's got like you know every band's got like you know lamb of god you know they're on our management same same management at us right right um they're on a different record label so their record label might have a particular you know way of thinking of postponing it because there is definitely with uh, a lot of places shut down like record stores or shut down. And then also like stuff like Amazon was like not fulfilling orders on stuff because there's such a high, you know, the, the demand for yeah. kind of the essential products. Um, they have a different priority when it comes to getting shipments and then they, they take care of those first, the essentials yeah. instead of, you know, everything else comes later. Yeah. Cause they were saying that they were, they, for a little while there, they were stopped shipping of vinyl and CDs altogether. So, right. um, but, you know, once we, you know, we kind of figured once we had new music out, like we had the Catastrophist out and then what the Dead Men Say was coming out. Amazing once we songs. knew that, once, uh, you know, kind of like we already had the ball rolling, the record label already had the vinyl and the CDs, everything printed in their warehouse, ready to ship that we're like, all right, if we were at the position where we had the release date, but then we weren't able to get anything made, that might have been an issue with, pushing it because we didn't have any product to, to sell on the release date. Um, yeah. But since we already had everything kind of ready to go and, and printed and we had the product, you know, ready to ship out at the, the time it needed to ship out that we were like, people have already heard the music. They're getting excited for a new record that it's like, and people are dying for, you know, content, entertainment, any kind of thing that they can, you know, just last time to get through this time. Yeah, yeah, so. get it home. So we're like, yeah, it's like, you know, we might probably will, you know, have an, there probably would be an effect on, you know, the overall record sales. You know, it's like if everything was normal, probably would, you know, sell more copies the first week than we would now just because like stores are closed. People can't go out and buy the record or it might not ship on time. But, you know, we would rather, you know, just, you know, we're just like, who cares about album sales right now? People just want entertainment and content more than ever. So we're more than happy to, you know, there's streaming. So it's like, there's a, there's definitely a way that if you can't get out and buy a CD, you know, the day it comes out, there's still ways you can enjoy and listen to the record. So that's all we really care about right now. And uh, you know, it later when things kind of clear up, you know, people can always go out and pick up a, a CD version of it later on. Cause it's not yeah. going anywhere. So, uh, 
you know, we just wanted to kind of be like a, their quarantine soundtrack, you know, just kind of in, you know, I'm sure a couple of years from now, people will yeah. be like, oh, quarantine. Like, oh, I remember you know, a Trivium record. You know, I was listening to that a lot during, uh, during lockdown. So, uh, you know, we were, you know, just wanted to get that out. You know, in so many bands and either postponing or delaying record releases, we're like, might as well just be the, just go, just, just drop it. Cause I'm sure now it's like, after putting out three songs and people getting really excited, if we're like, nah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to release it later on. They just be like, Oh, fuck you. <laughs> like I was, I was waiting, I was waiting for the record. So um, we're just, we just want to get it out there and just people, people enjoy it just because we've been waiting. You know, I don't want to wait any longer for, for people to be able to listen to it. Cause yeah. You know, we made it last year and you know, we're just really excited for people to, to listen to the record. So it's like, I think we would be even kind of bummed if the label was like, we're going to delay it a couple months. We'd be like, ah, we've been waiting months already to get it out. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, on Friday, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun day. No, it, it will, you know, con, you know, just amongst all this, just confusion and pan, you know, and uh, just a lot of struggles going on. I mean, it's, it's a nice break from all that, you know, and, Bands like yourselves, um, other bands too, during this time when they're releasing new records, some of them are staying, sticking to the schedule. And I understand if they have to delay certain releases, that they got to do what they got to do. Speaking on that new record, um, so you guys are working with Josh Wilbur again, is that correct? Yep. Is this is this the third straight album that you worked with them, or did you work? Yeah, this is the second one that we've actually done the whole process with, and then uh, Silence in the Snow was the first record where he just mixed it. Okay, but uh. But this is our third record where um, we've worked with him in uh, either limited just mixing or the whole thing. And uh, he's just, we kind of found our guy that we really like working with that fits really well with our kind of group dynamic. And uh, we just work really well together. So, um, you, you know, know, after we did the sin in the sentence, we were just like, yeah, like we were like, even, I think even before we finished recording the record, we're like, we got to do the next one with you. And, and after we do this one, it's like, oh, we got to do the next one with you as well. So it's like, you know, we, I think we just found kind of the way we work as a band. And then when he comes into the process, it just fits really well. And yeah. he becomes like kind of like a fifth member of the, the group, just kind of very, not like producer, dictor, uh, dictator, kind of like I'm running the show and uh, we're going to do this thing my way. It's just kind of Josh is just very kind of amongst us, just kind of like, all right, this is how Trivium works. And this is how you guys do your process. And I'm just here to, you know, make you guys, you know, sound the best possible you can sound and throw in some ideas if he hears something and you know we'll try it and uh or not or just be like hey we already tried it that way we were settled in on this way and he'd be like all right cool yeah let's roll with it that way um so he's very uh he's from maine like me so he's got a very laid back chill vibe and uh we just have a, we just have a good time making records he's you know we joke around all the time and don't make it a, a serious thing you know everyone's very serious about their performance and like their instruments and how they, they perform on the record. But when we're doing it, we're having a lot of fun and it's a very casual, loose kind of fun environment. So we have a lot of fun working with them and uh, you know, he's great at what he does. So, uh, you, know, I, you know, we always say that, you know, you know, Lamb of God's worked with them like for years on multiple records and other bands he's worked with multiple times. And after you work with them and hang out with them, you're like, yeah, I can see why bands, always you know want to go back to working with them just because it's you know a pleasurable experience where you, you don't you know you're not going through one of those kind of behind the music stories of like oh man making that record was hell you know <laughs> working with this person was just a nightmare experience yeah. it's just like it's always a lot of fun and uh makes recording you know you know yeah. we always enjoyed recording but uh it definitely makes it a, a more pleasurable experience when you don't kind of leave know after you're done the record have a bad taste in your mouth because just your relationship with someone you're working with wasn't the best and it kind of puts a little bit of a taint on the uh on the record when you think about making the record you're just like oh that that wasn't fun <laughs> or something so um josh makes it fun and uh i think it also helps with just when you listen to the record it just sounds like a very energetic you know record and yeah just a bunch of dudes having fun you know we usually make like the the angriest, more most intense music when we're in good moods. So it, it kind of helps. Do you have a favorite song? Do you have a favorite song on the record? You personally? Um, it, it kind of changes just because the uh, uh, the vibe. You know, each song kind of has its own thing. But yeah, you um, did say that. I remember you saying that in one of the interviews. Each song had its own, you know, way. Yeah, like each it song has, has its own place in the story. You know, so to say, it's a yeah. Um, but I always loved uh, 
you know, amongst the shadows and the stones, you know, when, uh, you know, it was definitely one of my, my songs that I, I brought to the table and I was really, you know, kind of excited about the potential of that song and that the guys helped me take the, the, the kind of basic idea of what the, the original demo had and we kind of, you know, flipped some things around and added some stuff. And I just really love the, uh, the whole energy of the song and, you know, obviously like the other guys, you know, everyone in the band, like we're always collaborating on our songs together and each person has different ways of thinking. So you kind of take a song that I did or Paula wrote a song and then Matt has an idea. It's something like, well, something really cool, but it's like something I wouldn't personally have thought of because I'm kind of thinking it this way, but brings the songs into a cold, totally different, you know, like starts one place, ends another. And it's usually in a, a better spot than, than it was if you were, I guess, super guarded of your ideas and didn't want to hear anyone's a different idea. But uh, yeah, amongst the shadows and the stones, like it's always a really good, uh, you know, when I, when I go out running every night, you know, and sometimes like I'll just listen to the record, just if I hadn't listened to it for a while, just kind of listen to it from start to finish. And the ending of that song goes into like this really, really awesome thrash part that whenever it kicks in, it's always something you're just like, man, I just want to fucking like, you know, <laughs> body check someone into a wall or something. It's just got that, super amped up kind of kind of energy to it that I always really like when that that kicks in. So uh, Bro, your music has been wanting to body check people for the entirety of your <laughs> career. So <laughs> so here's the thing about that. So now you we're, we're talking about, you know, working with Josh Wilbur as I'm as you're as you're talking about the experience of making that album, does it feel like everything kind of just came together? Like Alex came and then, you know, Josh Wilbur, you guys decided to stick with him. It feels like you guys have found your group. Throughout your career, you know, I, you know, your interviews, you guys were talking about how, you know, previous interviews talking about how it was kind of just a winding path from, you know, ascendancy puts you at this mark. And then, and then the crusade was, you know, of course, Paolo had his opinions on crusade. And then, you know, I'm sure you guys did too. And then Shogun came and then Vengeance Falls and then in waves, you know, all this winding down the road until you guys actually found your groove. But it's like everything seems like to be coming together you know, musically for you guys, you know, and relationships that you guys have already built throughout the years, especially with working with people who worked on your albums, who, who actually, you know, and bandmates who stick around, you know, does it feel like that? Like you, you found your stamp where you are. Yeah, we are, uh, you know, over, you know, we started, you know, kind of in the spotlight. We we're all really young on those yeah. early records. So you kind of like at that age where you're just trying to find yourself as a person and also, musically the same same thing you know we had a lot of you know uh i guess big ideas that like uh, you know something like the crusade like we wanted to make this big musical kind of statement and we had this big idea of how we want like the vision in the head didn't quite turn out to be the vision that everyone got but it was because it's like we had the idea there but we just didn't have the skills at that time as songwriters and as a band to really pull it off and uh yeah but it's like you kind of learn as you you know kind of go down your your journey. You kind of learn learn stuff about yourselves, and you you know work at your craft to get better. And you know I think we've kind of some stuff that maybe was uh, we zigged when we should have zagged. Maybe did something <laughs> wrong. Was there's certain things that it's like were us to blame for that, and also just like sometimes it was just the circumstances during the making of that record that has an effect on where everything goes. And uh, after we were touring for Silence in the Snow, before we started making the Sim the Sentence, and we kind of had like a, like an honest moment with ourselves, you know, between, you know, Paula, Matt and myself, just kind of like talking amongst ourselves, like over dinner or something, just kind of looking back at everything we've done in our career. And we're like, how come we're not here or we're here when we feel like we want, or we want to be here at this next level. And, we just kind of look back at our catalog and just honestly kind of like, we're like, well, I don't really like this record or I don't like this, what we did here or this record, how it turned out. And we kind of just kind of went down the list of what we, what ingredients make up Trivium and like the, what stuff we did that we felt really didn't represent us as a, like a whole uh, as a band, like certain records, you know, have had some big songs, but overall from start to finish, maybe weren't like the most fan favorite albums, but it had elements in there that kind of like were the saving grace of the record in a way with a big song or something that became a fan favorite. But uh, we just kind of just dissected our, our music and what we wanted to 
I guess moving forward, what we wanted to present to people. And then, then once we kind of like had that idea and started writing songs and then once Alex came in and started writing with us, everything started to click where we're just like, Oh fuck. Like, you know, he can, you know, do everything we throw at him. Like, you know, cause you know, sometimes if you're writing and if you have a drummer, that's like really good at one thing, but then there's something else that they're not really like, that's not really in their skill set or something that they're very confident in doing. When you're writing the songs, you might like not do something or do a, or take the song in a different direction that you know you can probably pull off and sound, you know, make do the part justice. And uh, when Alex came in and he was just playing everything from grooving rock beats to these crazy blast beats and, you know, all this crazy stuff, we're just like, all right, you know, there's no restraints, you know, we can just let it rip and whatever we think of just, and if you think it's cool, let's fucking roll with it. And that's where you get from silence in the snow to sin in the sentence where you get, you know, like the title track beyond oblivion, throne of the fire, sever the hand, you get all this like high octane trivium, crazy drums, um, intense songs because we knew we could, we could write them and pull them off and it would, you know, we could, you know, it would be presentable to people. And, uh, you know, this record, you know, having the experience of making a record before and touring with Alex, we just knew going into it, there was no surprises. You know, it's like we've, you know, second record as a, as a unit together that we just kind of hit the ground running and uh, there wasn't anything thrown at us. That was a surprise. You know, we, he gets along great with the band. He fits right in. So um, it's really helped kind of solidify our sound and yeah. our writing style and being able to just be us and play the music that we just enjoy playing together and uh that usually you know translates to the fans being really into it because that's kind of like our favorite albums that we've made were just kind of taking that very kind of garage band mentality of just writing music that you enjoy playing and what you want to hear and uh that seems to be our working formula that uh that's i think you know now that you say we like kind of found our groove and our sound i think it's just from years of trying different things and, and kind of yeah. being all over the map that we kind of, after the sin of the sentence, we were like, well, we can't make another left turn this far in our career. We need to just kind yeah. of solidify what our band is and just kind of took the foundation of the sin of the sentence and just wanted to build off of it and uh, just write some ripping, you know, catchy metal tunes. And uh, I feel like we were able to accomplish that and uh, really happy with it. And it seems like so far the fans are embracing it as well. So uh, we're excited to, get this motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I mean, getting this just over this pandemic thing. So you guys can actually interact with the fans again. You know, uh, you did say, you know, you write your best music when you're in a positive place and sin in the sentence brought you in that, in that, in that pattern where it actually gives you that. Yeah, we were, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, that record, you know, came out and, uh, all the touring we did were just the best touring we've ever done. Like the yeah. biggest shows had headlining that we've ever done worldwide. And, uh, you know, the record came out, Sin and Sentence came out like the week before our first show. And we usually, with most of the records, we'll go out on tour and we'll play the songs that people have already heard before, which are usually like the couple of singles that right. um, kind of predate the record uh, for promo. We got out on the tour and we were playing like three songs and people were like, how come you're not playing more new songs? We're like, well, that's not what you're used to hearing you know it's like um like especially right off the bat like people wanted to hear so much songs from the new record that eventually we were playing like about over half the album live and like our set and people were just going off for all the new stuff just as much as you know even more so than some of the old songs so it's like it definitely connected with a lot of people um that we were really really happy with that that you know writing these songs for this record it was just like all right, let's just have fun and write some new songs. And, and now that people are really excited about this, you know, since we've been stuck at home and there's no tour plans, you know, we've already been throwing around new song ideas and, and writing and, uh, you know, cause we're like, Hey, if we can't tour, might as well, you know, write some new tunes and uh, get started on, you know, eventually what, you know, could be album 10 in in this sooner, you know, it was like three years between these two records that, uh, you know, I think we'll we'll get around to dropping another one sooner than, uh, than yeah. people think. So uh, just kind of using the time to you know be product productive and uh, 
you know, already, you know, the stuff I've, I've written and then also some of the stuff I've heard that Paulo's written and stuff. It's, it's kind of the same thing. It's like everyone seems to be in a good mood because everything's sounding really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We, that's the way we like it. You know, talking about the touring, about your experiences with Sin in the Sentence, and, you know, I've, I've been to, you know, in, you know, in Dallas, when you guys came to Texas, I came every time you guys actually came and promoted that album during that time frame. Now, one of the bands I want to talk about really quick is uh, Fit for an Autopsy and your relationship with them. So it was crazy because you guys toured with Arch Enemy, I believe it was 2017. It was right maybe a couple of months after The Sin in the Sentence came out. I came and saw you guys. It was the last minute. You know, I was able to squeeze in. And then uh, one of the opening bands was fit for an autopsy i've i've never heard of them and they blew me out of the water and then you guys came again that following summer when it, I think brought it was, again. <laughs> yeah when it was like 120 degrees outside oh, yeah. and then the, and then and they it, it, it they just get better it's like um and then i see you guys we've had them on our show a couple of times and you know i've talked with pat and joe those are great dudes some talented individuals um how did that relationship blossom into where it is today? I see both of you guys, you know, supporting each other on social media with the new album releases. They just dropped uh, See a Tragic Beast last year. Probably yeah, my favorite album record. last year, too. So how yeah, the, it, uh, you know. the, those guys, it's, uh, you know, we're always, like, very, you know, all of us are always looking for new music, new bands, enjoying, you know, we still got that love of wanting to discover cool new bands and enjoy the music. And, uh, and also, we're we always want to kind of, you know, keep our finger on, you know, on the pulse of the scene of what's going on in music, because we're going out a headline tour. We want to have cool bands to, to bring out with us. And yeah. also uh, the great thing about our fan base is usually the bands we bring out on tour, they're very open-minded to not being like, I'm here for the headlining band and, you know, flipping off the fucking the <laughs> openers. They're very open-minded with embracing oh, yeah. bands because we, we like to bring out bands that we're fans of that really like. So I think fans know that, Oh, if Trivium's, Trivium's bringing up, bring them out. They must must enjoy the band as well. So I, I should give them a listen. And you know, since that that first tour we brought Fit for an Autopsy out, they definitely have grown. And I know, I know a lot of our Trivium fans that we know are like super into that band now because they saw them on our tour and, and the music connected with with fans. And I remember before, when we were actually um, writing the Sin in the Sentence it was one day after uh, rehearsals I was driving home and I was the amazing Orlando traffic we have here was stuck in traffic and I had liquid metal on and it was around the time uh, the previous record uh, 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 great collapse. Yeah. The, yeah. And, uh, and Will Putney was doing a, a liquid metal interview and I had always heard the name, but never really heard the music at the time. And, they were promoting that record and that song heads will hang came on. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Holy shit. And I remember after I got home, I, uh, I texted Matt and I was like, dude, uh, you got to go online and check out this, this song. But I think I might, might even just texted him like a link to the song and he heard it and was blown away that um, we just instantly hit up our manager. We're like, Hey, we want this band on our next tour. And they ended up making it happen. And you know, um, brought them out again, you know, we just, and then once we brought them out on tour and met those guys and, uh, toured together and hung out, we just became, you know, good friends and, uh, you know, just became like, you know, kind of band BFFs and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, you know, those guys, you know, they came through Orlando, went and saw the show. They went over to Matt's house and like met his kids and stuff. And we're just like having lunch together. Um, so it's like, we have a very, we're very tight with those guys and uh, stay in touch and trying to support each other. And we're, you know, there's definitely uh, going to be some more touring together in the future once uh, we can get to play together and stuff. So it's, you know, if, you know, if we really like the band, you know, we, we definitely want to support them in every way we can and, and, and push them out there. And hopefully uh, if they're new and um, upcoming, it's like, you know, just to be able to use our platform to uh, help people, you know, least get their ears on it where you know they can you know make up their uh their own their own decision if they like it or not but you know just be able to like it's like you got to at least at least give them a listen because this band's yeah. worth the time and stuff and that was something that you know when we first came out a lot of the bands that were bigger than us at the time and were kind of more established veterans were very 
not very supportive of the, the new kids on the block. So, uh, you know, we definitely want to do, do, uh, do for bands that not a lot of people did for us. <laughs> I mean, case in point, I mean, look at me. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have never got Pat on the show a couple of times and I fit for an autopsy wouldn't be one of my top favorite bands of all time, you know, and now they are because, you know, growing up in bands like you and supporting artists who actually could use, you know, you know, that extra yeah, I've just, push. I've discovered bands, you know, going when I was a teenager, I'd go like, Oh, this band's playing a show. And then I wouldn't really know any of the opening bands. And I'd see the opening band live and be like, Oh fuck, like that band yeah. rules. And then I'd become I'd go buy all the CDs and shit. And it was, just from going to a concert and being there on time for the openers that you can kind of stumble upon, you know, a gem of a band that you maybe wouldn't have given a listen to. Maybe the name was weird to you or, or something, you know, it just, or like you thought the band was something else than, than it was. But, uh, and I think that's, it's really cool because we, we did a European tour. We brought power trip out with us and fans were going off of that. Um, So it's, it's always cool to see, you know, bring out like kind of a, a newer band and, and just kind of seeing our audience really embrace it is always, always really cool. And, and it's nice to see that, you know, some of the bands that we bring out are, you know, we've had bands over the years be like, yeah, man, we, we got more fans from your, your tour than any other tour because your fans are a lot more, I guess, open-minded to different types of metal bands and styles and stuff that uh, it's, it's nice to, to have such a cool fan base that embraces the opening bands yeah. and not, kind of shun on them and uh and uh well and now we're, for an autopsy is a headlining band you know it's, yeah and they're it's, they're it's kicking ass they're great yeah. band hard-working dudes very humble nice guys and uh you know it's that makes it even even easier to to root for them and support them when they're such yeah. you know awesome people so uh you know we definitely if there's a chance to play shows together you know it, it's definitely a, a, a combination that seems to really work well um so uh we have, yeah. we have some, you know, once, you know, we do have plans and they're a part of it for future touring that hasn't been announced, but now with everything going on, who knows when it's going to happen, but it's a really cool, really cool thing that, uh, you know, I wish I could talk more about, so, it, but it's, you so, know, the, the, the trivium fit for an autopsy combo is not, uh, not no, done no. yet. <laughs> so, so, so here's the, here's the thing. So I'm not going to say anything, obviously. So, um, so Pat sends you all the love, by the way. So he, he, and in my last podcast talking to him, he was, he was, we talked about 15 minutes about you guys and how the bond you guys, with you guys just grow. I just love that. I hope you guys keep it going. I hope. So th- this is me saying, I, I want to see what your reaction is when I say this. You guys just released a new album and Fit for an Autopsy just released a new album. So I was telling Pat, man, it'd be great if you guys like come together for a amazing tour or something like that in the near future. And Pat was like, ah, I can't say anything. You know, it was something that he was talking about like early next year happening, but he didn't say anything. But, you know, just, just, yeah. uh, just putting that out there. You know, you guys both have albums out and both albums, I'm sure, will be insane headbangers, like some of the best albums I've heard in recent years. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely, cause obviously with a new record coming out, there's, you know, obviously lots of tour plans that have, you know, been in the, in the works for a while for promoting the record. And, yeah. uh, we were really excited about, as I said before, really excited about touring because we had like the Megadeth, Lamb of God and Flames trivium thing yeah. for, for a couple months. And then there was some really cool stuff for next year, like really big touring for next year um, that is was going to blow people's minds. And, uh, and we were, because we, we, you know, obviously being buddies with the, the fit dudes and talking to them and, you know, I think they sent Matt like the new record, like before it came out um, and stuff like check out our new record. And we, we just been, you know, when the record came out, we were, you know, fanboying, you know, online to get people to, to pick it up and everything. And yeah. um, we just knew like when our new tour, that was one of the first things was, um, was we got to get, we got to get fit on this tour. They would, you know, literally fit awesome on the bill. Um, so when that tour does happen, it's going to be a crusher and uh, we're just happy that uh, yeah. they're going to be, be a part of it. Cause it's definitely for the, the part of the world that the tour is going to be in. It's definitely going to be our, you know, biggest headlining tour we've ever taken upon in that, yeah. that area of the world. So uh, we'll uh, hopefully, you know, whenever it happens, it's going to be cool. So uh, 
looking forward to being on tour with those guys again at some point and, uh, you know, just happy for their success and that we could be, you know, some, some, some form of help in uh, getting their music out to people that obviously were really digging it. So, uh, yeah, it's always cool to, to see, see your boys, you know, succeed. <laughs> so hopefully, so, so usually I do these interviews in person. So hopefully when you guys come back, I'm going to do like a collaboration interview with you and Pat, just BFF in person. <laughs> like see how, see how that goes. He would love that. I know he would. So before we finish up, so I did this with Pat. Before we finish up, this is going to be the last one. So I know you don't write lyrics anymore. I don't know if you have lately. I know, Cor you know, uh, Paolo joined in later with the latest albums joining Matt. In terms of I, I only did lyrics for, uh, I did a couple songs on Shogun. Okay. Like, just a little bit like uh, so that, Insurrection. So that, so that, that's my personal favorite. Yeah. Um, that's actually my personal favorite. Um, so And I think I might have did like some lyrics for the bonus track Upon the Shores. I think I did. Like I do a little bit of it and then Matt would finish it off because I wasn't like so good into it. And then recently in the last two records, I just have come up with song titles. And then the closest okay. thing to lyrics is uh, my original demo. I had the the scream break of uh, Amongst the Shadows and the Stones I came up with. So that was like... Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> but the title, you know, and lucky enough, like with Paulo, like I put titles and come up with titles on my demos. And then usually that sparks some kind of idea for Paulo to write you know, lyrics for like beyond oblivion. Like I had the title for that and he, yeah. the title gave him an idea of where to take the, uh, the lyrics and stuff. So he's done that on the songs I did on the, on this new record where at least I brought the title and then any kind of way I could help inspire some idea, you know, even if it's just the title, it might, you know, give whoever writes the lyrics um, a little spark, you know, instead yeah. of starting from scratch, maybe the title can, can spark a, an idea of where to take a song. So that's my extent of, uh, of the lyric side of things. And, you know, just let Matt and Matt and Paulo kind of, uh, do their thing with that. <laughs> so do you know the lyrics at the top of your head? If I were to name them out? Maybe. Okay. Let's, let's try it. Cause, uh, I'm just going to read a lyric. You tell me what song it is. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to try to go easy. So I was going to, I know a lot of the screen, screen parts I have to do those, but there's some songs where I'm just like, you play that song a million times. I still couldn't tell you what you know some of the lines are. So um, okay, we'll, okay, we'll so, see if I can get it. All right, let, let's try a couple because uh, Pat was hilarious. Like he 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 only got half, and he hates that. So okay, <laughs> so um, and and he writes the lyrics too. But anyway, all right. So this I'm gonna read this one. This is uh, okay. Consigned to hurt, but it was never enough to bury feelings that will surely return. My heart is aching, and my God, I'm a mess. I'll never run because I'm obsessed with the madness. Wretchedness inside. Nice. Okay. Uh, all right. That was, that was right, on, right on cue. All right. Think. Think for yourselves. You must break out from this hell. How has it come to this? We are but drones. Silenced. <laughs> Let a miss. I think I gave that one away. <laughs> Oh, uh, Blind Leading the Blind? Nice. Okay. And this is my favorite song off of this record. I want to ruin the rapist, punish the criminal, violate the abuser, and the murderer. Love that line. Oh, uh, Villainy Thrives. Yeah. See, man, you got this. All right. Okay, so... <laughs> I, have to, I have to, like, literally, like, like when I hear the <laughs> words, I have to, like, sing it, like, the way it's actually on the song to kind of be like, oh, yeah, it's that song. All right. All right, let's see here. Uh, just look at the scars you make. Your terror makes your kids break. A broken home just as you were raised with fist raised up to your children. Gunshot to the head of trepidation. Nice. <laughs> that was actually the one of the first songs I've ever heard from you guys. Uh, okay. Give me spark to light the world. Up in flames, reignite. A changing to better times. End this now. Oh, uh... I'm throwing it way back. Oh, no, you, you got this. Oh, Pillars of Serpents. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see, I think we're going through the entire discography. Okay. All bear witness to a great form. Evolution is complete. A breath that turns into clouds, producing rain or fire. Watch the world move according to each desire. Uh, becoming the Dragon. Yeah, you're good, dude. <laughs> All right. Now, this is my favorite song. Um, this... I think this is my favorite Trivium song ever. Within struggle amidst horror, inside conflict, visceral war, make a stand here, vanquish all fear. 
Don't hesitate. Eradicate. Uh, fuck. I was trying to picture him with the... <laughs> what was the what was, how did it start off again? Within, str- within struggle, amidst horror. Inside conflict, visceral war. Make a stand here. Victor. Oh, Torn Between Cylindrums. Yeah. Ah, oh, such a great song. I have never <laughs> never get tired of opening and closing riffs. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> All right. I dig a hole through what's left of my world, searching for searching mo- searching for something more. I turn it inwards. Uh Ah, uh, it's Oh, I'm going to repeat the first thing again. I'm trying to fucking refresh my memory. I dig a hole through what's left of my world. Searching for something more, I turn it inwards. Obviously, it's different when I just say it instead of. God, uh, I like have it on like I can picture it being sung and it's just like fucking blanking. Um. Is it a show then? No. Uh, this is also my some... this is also my favorite song from this record. I pick my favorite songs on there. <laughs> Usually, it, it, go it's, go it's go uh, go forward. Actually, I think just go forward once. Yeah. Oh, I think it's uh, oh, oh, uh, Dustus Man. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 usually like the, the hard the harder ones are something like I know it's familiar because we've played it live before but we haven't played that one in a long time All right, so Corey. I'm just kind of like, well, I'm I'll, like ah. I'll I'll give you that one I'll give you that one okay this one you you already you should get it. the harder we fight the faster we fall stab in the back defeated we crawl the joke ah, in the monk. end that no one will know monks shadows and stones I wanted to end it easy. <laughs> 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 All right, man. So that's gonna. We're actually out of time here. Holy crap! This is this is great stuff. Oh, real quick. Your favorite uh, artist that you would love to collaborate with that you haven't already. Um, doesn't have to song, be metal. Doesn't have uh, to be metal. In a songwriting sense, I think it'd be fun. To, um, just because I'm a huge fan of of the the work is. Uh, I think it'd be cool to do uh, write songs with uh, John Schaefer of Ice Earth. Whoa. Okay, that's actually that's interesting. Have you ever, have you had any contact with him, or with the yeah, band? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we toured with Iced Earth briefly in like two thousand four, like one of our wow. early tours. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, Tim okay. Ripper Owens was in the band. We did like wow. two weeks of shows with them, and then um, you know, anytime we'd play a festival, you know, John's always been a super cool guy. Like we actually, when we were going to play Vakken for the first time, we were on the same flight. I remember sitting at the terminal, and I was like. Dude, that looks like Matt Barlow from Iced Earth, like sitting behind us. And then the rest of the guys from Iced Earth showed up. And we hadn't actually personally met or seen any of those guys probably since the 2004 tour. And John came up to me and still remembered my name. And I was just like, oh, shit. I'm like, I wouldn't expect <laughs> him to remember me after all that time. And, yeah. um, you know, we, see him, we saw him last time we played festivals when he was doing Demons and Wizards and got to say hey. And uh, he just recently, uh, he announced he was doing like this book and uh, – He's known I've been a huge Iced Earth fan, you know, since I got into that band and, I, you know, wear their shirts all the time. And he, um, I've talked about him and everything. And he actually uh, hit me up, um, hit me up on Instagram, like, and then exchanged emails. And uh, he asked me to uh, write a a little piece for, for his book about Iced Earth music, the artwork, the songs and everything. And uh, so I got to got asked to be uh, included in his new uh, new project with a bunch of other people that are big fans of Ice Earth as well. So uh, that was that was really cool. Never done anything like that. So I was honored to uh, one of my favorite bands asked me to contribute something to his uh, his new project. So that was really cool. So uh, definitely awesome. been a huge, you know, huge fan of that band since the first time I heard him. So uh, All right, we're going to use this podcast as a plug just so we can actually get that <laughs> songwriting started. All right, Corey, thanks so much for uh, coming to me on Interview Under Fires. Uh, don't forget, guys, you can actually find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the major podcast apps. We got Corey from Trivium here today. Uh, what the Dead Men Say is out this Friday, April 24th via Roadrunner Records. Please, please support this amazing band, guys. And uh, you will see them on tour and everybody else in the future. Hang in there. 
This pandemic's gonna pandemic's gonna be over soon, and so much irony in that you know, album name. Thanks, Corey. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.